Welcome to the Radical Christian Life with Doug and Paula. We're so excited as we discuss what it looks like to live the radical Christian life, following Jesus no matter the call, no matter the cost. Yeah, so let's get to it. Well, welcome to the Radical Christian Life. We feel like we haven't almost been here in the studio yeah. for a little bit. <laughs> studio, studio. Well, that's studio. Yeah, it's yeah. actually our spare bedroom that's also my <laughs> office. So uh, yeah, we got a little table set up. We're renaming it. Yes. We're now calling it the studio. studio. There yeah. we go. Yeah, well, it has been a while because some of our previous uh, podcasts that you listened to were pre-recorded because uh, I was traveling. I was in the foothills of the Himalayas and uh, I just want to give a shout out to those who actually support Serving Beyond Borders. Not only do you help with this podcast, because this costs money, but you were, you're helping us uh, advance the gospel. I was in some unreached areas helping mm. with some missionaries get uh, planted and get established. And I was doing what I do and helping open doors and just praying and supporting and coming alongside. And God actually used it in really cool ways. Yeah, and so, that. Yeah. so just want to do a shout out and say yeah. thank you. But uh, And these are unreached areas where yeah. the where the church always permeates. Yeah. There's always a remnant yeah. of believers, but the church is underground. Yeah. Um, they're they're persecuted yeah. and non-existent in some ways. So yeah. we're really excited about this. Yeah. So if you want more information on that, just write us. Yeah, somebody asked me, cool. why don't we... How can we don't talk much about missions on here? And I, maybe we should do some podcasts on missions, but not yeah, yet because oh, yeah. for the next 26 weeks, <laughs> <laughs> maybe for the whole year, we're going to dive into my, uh, I would tell them, Paula, what yeah, we're going to dive into. I yeah. guess I'm gonna go, well, we have this joke in our home. Well, not just in our home, but we talk about this. Is um, it's kind of your joke that because you went to Dallas Seminary, uh, DTS only studies two books, really, yeah. Daniel and Revelation. Yeah, and I always um, say people who didn't go to <laughs> Dallas, they study every book but Daniel yeah. and Revelation. <laughs> yeah. So, uh. so actually, which you probably wouldn't know it, but prophecy is a pretty big thing for us. Yes, like yeah. we love, love that. To talk about prophecy. And Doug teaches a lot about the feasts and how that relates to the coming prophecies and the ones that are fulfilled, that's for another time. But because we get asked a lot about prophecy, and we love to talk about it, yeah. so we thought we would do a deep dive yeah. into the topic. Yeah, so this is an, right now it's an unending podcast series. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll see how many weeks it's going to take us to get through it. But uh, yes, we want to talk about everything from the rapture to is there a millennial kingdom on earth, and what's the future look like in heaven and hell and all that. So yeah. we want to... We really want to dive into this. We do. So here's my caveat in this. Um, I don't like prophecy. <laughs> I just said we love it. Yeah. You love it. Yeah. I don't like it, but I realize that it is necessary. But why don't you like it? Well, because I, it, I'm i very practical. Mm -hmm. I'm super pragmatic, so it needs to make sense to me in the here and now. And the reason I asked you that yeah. is, and it's good to hear that, because there's a lot of people who don't like prophecy, yes. and they need to recognize and we're that. Gonna talk about that. Yeah. Like why? Why should we study it? That type of yeah. thing. But I've also realized that it's important to study prophecy yeah. because, well, let's just go on. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll, yes. we'll hit it there. So if you if you think that we lost you in the first three minutes, stay with yes, it yes. because that's we're gonna what we're actually going to talk about And your today. job is to keep it practical so I don't get into I my will. nerdy Trust theory. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, hey, let's face it. If I was able to convince you to love prophecy, then and I, and hopefully actually, we can convince the yes. listeners also. So, yep. well, let's start where we always do, Paula. What's the first act of the mind? Uh, understanding your terms, defining yeah. your yeah. terms. Yeah. Understanding understand. words, yep. that's right. And exactly. so, yeah, yeah, we need to do that. So we'll jump right in. Yeah. What is prophecy? Yeah, what is it? 
What is it? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. again, well, let's talk about biblical prophecy because you can get into weird stuff if you go yeah. outside the Bible. But it's basically one, who, I, I like this definition, and I can't remember where I ever heard it from, but one who speaks for God and interprets his will. Mm. It's just that simple. Mm. They're speaking, it's a spokesperson for God and interpreting what God's will is mm. in that. And usually there's some predictive future aspect in that, mm-hmm. most commonly. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's just a simple definition. But when we define it, I also like to give this caveat, okay? Because when most people, oh, what's going to happen? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what's going to tell me? Well, we will talk about the future and we'll look at, yeah. and, and also. What about the Red Bull? <laughs> <laughs> you said that one time. I about fell over. It's actually the red heifer. The red which is, heifer. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, stay with yeah. us because yes. those are the kind of questions. You don't know that about the red get. heifer because you have to do a deep dive in the book of Numbers and nobody <laughs> <laughs> reads the book of Numbers in a deep dive. We get right? the most yeah. bizarre questions. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You said they have the red bull. I was like, red bull. <laughs> oh, that's what I drink before I preach. I don't know about what that is. So don't judge me. Just all I'm right now, so you drink red bull. Yes, I always say, give me a red bull and the Holy yeah. Spirit. I'll well, preach all when day. You're, you're so. preaching four services. You I need did the five bowl. last uh, yeah, last week. Yeah, yeah that so, was pretty amazing. Was so, but really, prophecy is not intended to open the door to future. I'm sorry to just idle curiosity. Yeah. Like, oh, the future. It's idle curiosity. You know, and and okay, maybe there's some fun in that. I personally would not find fun in that. <laughs> some people do, yeah. but the higher purpose is encouraging God's people of His sovereign plan. Yeah, and so that's really the point of prophecy yes. because even as we'll talk through that, like I we you know came to faith in the late 70s and you know the talk about prophecy back then was oh. you know russia was the great satan late you great know. planet earth was yeah, the, all Lindsay, the rage how and book. all these things and so you know that's the thing like it's not about idle curiosity yeah it actually is about god yeah and his sovereign plan we'll for talk humanity. about the hornets coming out of the revelation <laughs> yeah. if those are apache helicopters or not we'll yeah. talk about some i love talking about current events and how they relate to prophecy so we'll bring some of that up and try not to become one of those prophetic weirdos on tv <laughs> yeah, so we won't. uh we won't that, that was a little judgmental yeah. wasn't i guess the, no, but just little strange. It, it can lend itself um to a lot of speculation yeah. just because of the nature because it's prophetic in nature yeah but, yeah. yeah so anyways yeah that's great because that's yeah idle curiosity let's all sit around and speculate no yeah. no let's see what god's sovereign plan is and and i love it because it was to encourage mm-hmm. and prophecy i mean when the book of revelation was written it was written to the seven churches it was written to uh, the church that was also going through persecution at the time yes. and and that was give the comfort yeah and we even to this day when we're all like what's going on covid war run you know with pandemic we just had banks collapsing what's going on in the future well mm. you know what let's look at prophecy and uh, let's remain calm people let's <laughs> yeah. remain calm <laughs> yes. okay yeah, nobody panic stay yet. calm and press on there yeah, we go there we go so, so yeah. yeah so we hear a lot of people don't they complain like they can't understand prophecy. It's all confusing. It's just people's opinion and, mm-hmm. and that. And that's kind of your take on it, right? I mean, yeah, it has been because yeah. you read a lot of different things and even each decade brings something different. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you, yes, you, you're going to have to guard your heart whenever you study something prophetic yeah. because you can put your own, see it through your own grid, make up your own things or hear somebody else. And there are some real wackos out there. Like th- yeah. there are, I think every time we come into like, well, I think about the, the millennium when we changed over, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. the world is ending, you know? So, but, but the other side of this is what we do need to understand is over 20, 25% of the Bible 
is was or is prophecy. So, Doug, explain that a little. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do <laughs> we just, mean? <laughs> I was just supposed to you for you to keep talking because I wanted to look something up because I couldn't remember a verse off the top of my head. So oh, okay. I know. So go on. <laughs> anyway, well, the Bible's twenty. For it was. What do you mean? 20, was is? Yeah. Uh, so when it was written. 25% of the Bible, over 25%, but I'm being conservative, just saying 20, one quarter of the Bible, was predictive prophecy. Oh, that's of, a term. Yeah, Explain that. Some what of do it, you mean? Well, it was I mean, it at the time sense, of writing, but... it meant the future. Mm. But us reading it now, it's already been fulfilled. Yeah. For example, when Isaiah wrote in 700, roughly 700 BC, when he's talking about, behold, a virgin shall conceive. That was predicted. It was predicted. At the, yeah. He was talking about a future event. And that was fulfilled in Jesus, yeah, obviously. but now we can look at that yeah. and see it. So, yeah. 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 And, and I think the one thing that we always need to remember is Jesus said in Isaiah 6, you will keep on hearing, but you will not understand. You will keep on seeing, but you will not perceive. Really, what that means is, he who has ears, let him hear. Yeah. So there's going to be a component of uh, illumination. Can I say it that way, Doug? Yeah. yeah. Like that, that just comes, yeah. you know, of things that we're going to understand yeah. and some things we won't. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And then you want to take the third one too? There's a, there's another. Well, the self-defeating arguments, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. the component yeah. of, um, you know, where people always say like, you can't know prophecy, yeah. you know, well, you must know prophecy to know that you can't know it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's kind of that thing. Yeah, it's a right? great self-defeating uh, argument. Yeah, uh, yeah. Referential absurdity is what that's <laughs> called. When you yeah, you can't know prophecy. Well, you must know enough about it to know that you can't know. So yeah, that's actually yeah. self-defeating. One thing we skipped over, and that was my fault, because I'm trying to think through this verse. I, I'm trying to look at the reference for it. Jesus said, "You can." No one knows the day or time of his return. Mm. It's in it's in Matthew 24, 25, right in there, 20, 24 somewhere. But anyways, that's what I was trying to give you all the job to do the work. <laughs> so, but one of the things that people need to understand too, most people aren't going to understand prophecy mm. because they don't have the mind of Christ. Me? No. no. Oh, no. no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I jumped in before. Yeah. Oh. I do have the mind of Christ because the Paul, Bible tells me I have you heard of the four, four spiritual laws? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, why don't you walk those? Yeah, yeah. Through those. let's talk about that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's those who um, have kind of a researching mind and they think very deeply about those mm -hmm. things. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but First Corinthians two ten through sixteen is very clear. The natural person cannot understand the things of God, for they are yeah. folly to him. And uh, yeah, they're, he's not going to understand them because yeah, he doesn't have the mind of Christ. He doesn't have the Holy Spirit reveals the things of God. Mm. And so you have to be very careful to who you listen to mm -hmm. because anybody can read the Bible and make speculations. Right. And, and prophecy is a big money maker. Yeah. Big money maker. Yes. In fact, yes. I, I was listening to a, a YouTube guy uh, against kind of prophecy. He comes from, a, <laughs> we'll talk about dispensationalism and reform theologies and, and these things. But this guy was coming at the dispensationalists and saying all these, you know, guys are wrong. They're trying to make all these videos and all. And then he goes, and all they want to do is sell books and and heck and come to your their conferences. And, mm. that. and I was like, eh, yeah. And literally later on that night, I turned on a prophecy <laughs> guy and right in the middle of his little YouTube video. 
he stops and sells his book. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I forget. This is a moneymaker. So people like to talk about yeah. it and do it. So we have to be careful of we those do. people. I, I, wanna, I want you to clarify a term for us. We've mm-hmm. done this in other podcasts. Yeah. What is dispensationalist? What do you mean? What is that? Can we save that? I think next week we're going to talk about because I didn't. I don't think we're going to get to time. One of our key points we're going to talk about is literal and spiritual interpretations. Great. And that's one of the defining, it's one of the three sine qua nons of dispensationalism. Okay. Sine qua non means... So let me, can I just give a quick sentence that God worked in a specific way in a specific time? Yeah, they're dispensations. He worked in, yes, yes, exactly. Okay, good. Just because that can be a little confusing for us. Google search. (laughs) Yes. Um, But I want to give a little bit of preface to why study prophecy, because really six times in Paul's letters, he tells us that we're not supposed to be ignorant of something, but three are really very pertinent to us. You know, he talks about one time he talks about, you know, don't be ignorant of our suffering of him and he and Timothy's suffering. But the three that are really important where God says, don't be don't God's word says, don't be ignorant. Um, Number one is spiritual gifts, which is in first Corinthians 12, one, don't be ignorant of spiritual gifts. Well, it's funny because a lot of times like in our church, when we help people um, learn about the church, we actually go over spiritual gifts because we realize like most people, People have never heard yeah, of that. Yeah. And yet, Paul says, don't be ignorant. Yeah. And the second time Paul uses it in Romans 11, where it talks about the restoration of Israel. Yeah, and yeah. so he talks about yeah. Israel being very important yeah. in that. So that's the two times that Paul says, yeah. don't be ignorant. Let me and just, isn't let me that just funny? read that. Let me just read that for yeah. us. Romans eleven twenty five says, I don't want you to be ignorant of this mystery, brothers, so that you will not be um, conceited. You won't be puffed up. A partial hardening has come upon Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. We're going to come back to this Mm. verse. Mm. But Paul's talking, this is a whole context of the Gentiles have been grafted into the olive tree and the Jews have been broken off, but the Jews are going to be grafted back in. And this Mm. is a mystery he's talking about, but he doesn't want us to be ignorant about it. But when you talk about most people, how does Israel fit into prophecy? And how does the Gentiles... What's the prophetic calendar? Yeah, how does the church and Israel... Oh, man... You know, the, the gloves come off and they go at it. Yeah. And so, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Paul says, you should know this. Yeah. And the third time, then Paul says in First Thessalonians 4.13, it's about the rapture. Yeah. Let so me, end let me, times. Yeah, let me read that one too, because he says, we do not want you to be uninformed or ignorant, brothers, concerning those who are asleep, so that you will not grieve like the rest who have no hope. Mm. And this is what's so great. They, you know, he's, he's telling us, don't be ignorant because we have good news about people who have died. Yeah. And yeah. so, well, and that, that really comes back to one of our first points of, you know, it's about God's sovereign plan. Yeah. So I have people say to me, and recently I had somebody say, I'm just not going to study it because we don't <laughs> yeah. need to know it. Yeah. Well, we actually do. Yeah. Maybe not every dot, every tittle, every, you know, all those things. But the point is like, it, it is important. That was good. You just kind of modernized and went ancient on that. Did you say <laughs> dot and dot and jot and dot? Oh, it is. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. modern, you know? Yeah, we use <laughs> dots now and periods and commas and stuff. But yeah, we don't use jots and tittles. Yeah. That's Hebrew. Okay, but anyway. jot and tittle. I actually was trying to say jot and tittle. Good. Yeah, yeah. there you okay, go. Okay, now let's give our reasons. Okay, let's get serious now. Okay. I just... 
poured a lot of scriptures into, uh, uh, we use our little cliff notes here, and it's just nothing but scriptures. We're going to just start uh, going to to say, why do we study, study scriptures? This isn't our opinion. No, why do we study prophecy? Why do we study prophecy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because of scripture, right? Yeah, no, yes, number exactly. one reason is not scripture. Yeah. It's always Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> so the first reason why we study always prophecy answer is Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. So Matthew 24, 15 is a great verse to go to. It says, therefore, you when you see the abomination, this is Jesus speaking, when you see the abomination of desolation, which was spoken through Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, and then it said, there's a parenthesis, let the reader understand, that's probably a Matthew threw that in there, but maybe even Jesus actually said that. Did Jesus say those words, let the reader understand? No, because he was speaking, he wasn't reading, right? Yeah. So, But I love that. Jesus is saying, understand Daniel. Understand, read Daniel, know Daniel, because Daniel explained what the abomination of desolation is. Yeah. And if you read Daniel 9 and other passages, you'll see that. So Jesus yeah. is saying... Another affirmation that Jesus used the Old Testament. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, we're never going to become unhinged from the yeah. Old Testament. And then Luke twelve fifty six, you hypocrites, Jesus says, you know how to analyze the appearance of the earth and the sky, but why do you not analyze this present time? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He's, he Isn't go, that amazing? Yeah, he goes after the Pharisees going, you should have recognized what I'm doing. My miracles, because this is the time of the Messiah. The yeah. Old Testament predicted this time, and you should. You can read when the rains are going to come or if it's going to be a sunny day tomorrow, but you couldn't recognize the time yeah. of my visitation that I was supposed to be here. Yeah. And Luke 19, 41 through 44. This is a little bit of a longer passage, but it's a good passage. When he approached Jerusalem, he saw the city and wept over it saying, this is Jesus, if you had known in this day, even you, the things which make for peace, but now have been hidden from your eyes, for the days will come upon you when your enemies will throw up a barricade against you and surround you and hem you in on every side, and they will level you to the ground and your children within you, and they will not leave you in, I'm sorry, and they will not leave in you one stone upon another, because you did not recognize the time of your visitation. Yeah. So it just goes back to then. Yeah, we, we can have an idea of that, can't we, Doug? Yeah. If they would have read Daniel, well, they did. They knew the yeah. Bible. They knew yeah. Daniel 9. Daniel 9, we're going to go into this. Daniel 9 is one of the great prophetic passages, Daniel 9, 24 through 27. And if you calculate, they should have known the time of their visitation. They should have known the time for peace. The Messiah was come. Now, there's some speculation. Was Jesus wanting to set up his kingdom right then, and they rejected it, and because of that, it got postponed? That's a huge theory and stuff, and a lot of people reject that. There's some truth to that idea, though, that Jesus kind of said he was there to present himself as king. They were saying, Hosanna, blessed he's the king, and that's what they were mm -hmm. saying. They were quoting uh, Psalms uh, 118. They were quoting Zechariah, and yet they rejected him. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is mad at them. Why didn't you recognize this time? They should have known the time. Of their, they should have known the prophecies. Yeah. And I think in the yeah. second coming, Jesus can come back and he's going to look at people who are doing things wrong. They're not ready for his coming. Go, what, guys, I, I gave you prophecies so that you would yeah. be ready. And so, we have the book. Yeah. That's yeah. It. So, yeah. Anyways. And the second reason to study prophecy is to know the future. Yeah. So let's explain that for a second, yeah. because the future is Jesus wins. Yeah, that's the future. Yeah, it gives us a hope and a future. It's not to know every little, you know, Apache helicopter yeah. question. But the point is, what's our great hope if we don't have yeah. that? The reason Paula said that, and I made that joke earlier. How Lindsay in his book talks about how the helicopter's coming, oh, the, yeah. the hornet's coming out in the 
from the pit in Revelation is that 11, 12? Uh, those are helicopters and stuff, and that's kind of fun yeah. speculation. That's why she made that joke. But that was but, kind of but awful. That's the, well, yeah, for yeah. me. But, but it's yeah. the bottom line. You read Revelation eighteen nineteen. You don't have to ask how's it going to end. Who's going to win in the end? Right. It's Jesus. He's the conquering king who's going to come with a sword coming out of his mouth, uh, defeating his enemies, riding on a white horse, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. Yeah. So that that's it. I mean, but if just things like preparing for the future to know, I mean, to know the future, we can know that there's two judgments. I meet Christians, oh, you know, I'm not going to be judged because I, you know, my name's written in the Land's Book of Life. Right. Well, do you know there's two judgments? Actually, I don't think people do know that. No, they don't. Like, They're ignorant yeah. of it. And that's what why we want to talk about prophecy. Right. They need to so be ready. So yeah. as believers, we will stand before King Jesus yeah, yeah. and we will give an account. Yeah. So it's not, yes, we're, we're forgiven, but there's a little more to it, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, you have the young false prophets coming around, and I would call them that. I don't mean this slanderous, but um, Rob Bell, anybody who comes out with a book, Love Wins, trying to deny the reality of hell, mm. well, because people did not know the future. The future, Jesus is very clear. He talks about the sheep and the goats in Matthew 25, and the ones are going to go to everlasting paradise, and the other are going to go to everlasting punishment. Well, <laughs> you know. There's it is right there in God's word. So you got to deal with that. Right. You got, I, I want to give us the, at least at the minimum, the references for that, because yeah. we always talk about, we don't talk about what the, like what our opinion is. We talk about what the Bible says. Yeah. So when we're talking about two judgments, if you want to study this on your own, that yeah. is second Corinthians five ten, And that's out of revelation 20, 11 through 15. Yeah. So that component. Yeah, I'll just explain it real quick. Just in a second. Yeah. Why don't you? The, the judgment seat of Christ is in second Corinthians five ten. It says, for we must all, he, Paul's talking to believers, for mm. we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. So that's it. Yes. But the great white throne judgment in Revelation 20 is where if your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, you aren't judged there. Right. Yeah. So that's what, believers don't have to fear that because that's heaven and hell. Right. And it says, literally, it says, if your name's not written in the book of life, the books are going to be open with your deeds run, written mm. in it. And those mm -hmm. deeds are going to be the, they're going to be the judgment sentence of why you're going to be cast in eternal hell, separation from God, mm, mm. because of your deeds. You were evil, and you never repented and accepted forgiveness in Jesus Christ. Mm, mm. And so that's thanks for explaining yeah, that because it's reality. not a works mentality. No, you know the judgment yeah. component is you didn't repent yeah. and accept. But Jesus. the judgment, but yeah. the works mentality is, but your works do matter. Yes, they do. Rewards will be real. Yes, and that's a whole yeah. separate. Talk. And we don't talk a lot about no, that. But we're going to have a week on that. We're going to yeah, have a week, and we're going to talk which is all great. about that. Yeah, yeah. So all of these, we're going to. Expound on. A bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, the Bible talks about a great tribulation. So when we talk, we're going to have a week on the tribulation. The Bible mm -hmm. talks about the day of the Lord. I mean, that's throughout the Old Testament. The mm -hmm. day, the day, this day. Well, what day? What, what are we talking about there? We can know. That's what they're written for. And then the, my favorite is the rapture. Mm. Talk about the rapture. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, and for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, good. Yeah. Because we're going to talk about it. Yeah. And you should know. Yeah. You should know where the word, yeah. the rapture and where it comes from in the Bible. Yeah. That idea. Well, and this isn't left behind. No. So yeah. if, if those of you who grew up in the church or know some of this, there was a series called Left Behind. It wasn't bad or wrong, but there's components of a lot of people got their theology yeah. out of that. Yeah. So that's not what well, And if you're older, you remember back in the 70s, there was a thing movie called the thief in the night yes. yeah and you're gonna come home and find 
there's going to be your parents' clothes are laying there empty because they got raptured and you got left behind. You're there and now you're freaking out. And so yeah. we don't want to freak you out. Yeah. But we want to say, but but that does lead us perfect right into a segue to our third reason yeah. why we want to study To prophecy. be ready. To be ready. We want to be ready when Jesus yeah. comes. Jesus, like we do. Yeah. Jesus says in Luke 21, 28, but when these things begin to take place, he's talking about prophecy because he's predicting the future there. Straighten up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Yeah. People are freaking out. Don't freak out. Be yeah. excited. I love yeah. that word, straighten up. Yeah. I'm like, stand that tall. Is, that like, is a yeah. great illustration. It is. It's a great word. It's, it's the hope. Yeah. yeah. Matthew 24 is a great passage for that. 42. Matthew 22, 24. 24. Isn't that what I said? Is that what you said? Yeah, I thought so. Okay. But anyway, Matthew yeah. 24, just, just make sure we're on the right track. Therefore, be on the alert for you do not know which day your Lord is coming, but be sure of this, that if the head of the house had known at what time of the night the thief was coming, he would have been on the alert and would not have allowed his house to be broken into. For this reason also, you must be ready for the Son of Man is coming at any hour when you do not think he will. So yeah. be ready. Yeah, exactly. And in Paul in 1 Thessalonians 5, he tells us there also that we're not in darkness, but we yeah. should be ready and you know, so that we're not overtaken by the by the day. And so Yeah. But but let's digress for a second. Mm. Cuz I know people are preparing. They're oh. preparing for the apocalypse. They're preppers. preparing the preppers. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. I want to digress. Let's talk to our preppers for a second. Yeah. I don't think the picture of Jesus talking and preparing for us for the, his second coming and Paul and Peter writing about uh, the f- prophecy is to prepare us to have AK-47s and a pile of gold and shooting <laughs> everyone and hoarding money for ourselves. What is it? The G&G? Guns and gold? Guns and gold. That's <laughs> yeah, what you need. Yeah. Now, we want to, that's kind of funny, but I want to be serious for a second. It's good to prepare physically, but you don't have enough gold to get you through the tribulation. Mm. Okay, You don't have enough guns to protect you from the wrath that's coming, okay? Yeah. It's about spiritual preparation. Yeah, you can do your physical prayer. I mean, we have a Berkey. We have a Berkey water system. (laughs) We can go out into our ditch and get water and have clean water. That's our one prepper thing that we have, right? Yeah. uh, But so, I mean, it's okay to prepare, but if you think that's going to protect you for what's going to come, you don't understand the future. And and, and it's going to be scary. But if you're spiritually prepared, well, then the physical will take care of itself. Yeah. You'll be smart and you'll be wise and you'll know how to handle it. Right. But I just see so many people spending so much time getting their generators, getting their bunkers, getting and I'm like, okay. You, you, That'd be you okay, but are you, you preparing with the word of God? Yeah, what exactly. Like? And it, it's almost like uh, there's not a love that's coming out of that mentality. It's, it's me versus them. Right. And it's me versus Satan. Mm. Yeah, that's what it is. It's me versus Satan. Yeah. That's who we want to stand against, and that's what God will protect you from. Yeah, you and know? He will. Yeah. So, anyways, that's a little you digression. Read, there. You can read Revelation twenty-one and twenty-two. Yeah, He will. Well, and because people are doing it because they're living in fear. A lot of it has come. It, it does. It comes mm. out of that, and yeah. that's another reason. and prolonging life when we don't know God's plan for that. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, and that leads us right into our fourth reason why to study prophecy. Yeah. Protect us from fear and false prophets. Yes. <laughs> I love those two yeah. things, fear and false prophets. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I love that. If you look in First Thessalonians, in First and Second Thessalonians are two of the earliest books. They say they're the first two books Paul wrote. Mm. They're some of the earliest writings of the New Testament, and they deal mostly with a lot of the uh, content is prophecy, mm. which is interesting. Mm. 
But in both, you'll see Paul say things like, therefore, comfort one another with these words when he's mm. talking about the rapture. And he's saying, therefore, encourage one another and build one another just as you are doing when he's talking about the second coming. Mm. And so it's really interesting. That's what scripture is supposed to be. And even when, you know, Jesus, when you are hear of wars and disturbances, do not be terrified for these things must take place. But the end does not follow immediately. It's like, mm. don't be in fearful. Don't be in fear. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you these things basically in advance. So you don't have to be in fear. Right. And yeah. when he continues on in the chapter of 21, when you were Luke 21, what you were just reading of, yeah. he says this, and I love it because it's great comfort because your redemption is drawing near. Yeah. Like we yeah. don't have to be afraid because yeah. our redemption is the old King James version, nigh. Our, defend, <laughs> our redemption draweth nigh. Uh, I yeah. love that. Sometimes the old words are just so Boom, good. We're pulling out the KJV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is good. Um, but yeah. it is true, though, because yeah. it is. The yeah. time is at hand. And so. we, we need to beware of false prophets. Yes. They are all yes. out there. These, I mean, it's amazing. I just listened to a guy today. <laughs> I just, he's, oh, the second coming is any day. It's any day. It could be any day. Mm -hmm. But he's making like, I. he had these charts. He did. It's 6,000 years. And, you know, we're in the sixth, you <laughs> we know. We kind of like charts. So. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, if you're, if you're a dispensationalist from Dallas Seminary. You love your prophecy charts. In fact, I have this. Oh, yeah, I got this cool poster. Right? Yeah, yeah, you, you do. It is cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I won't digress there. But uh, but he's, you know, it could be another 10 years. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you don't know. We see the end times. We're going to talk about the right. signs that we are in the end times, but it could be next year. It could be next. It could be tomorrow. But I just go back to remember, mm. remember the famous 88 reasons why 1988 was it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and the biggest one was because Israel went back into the land and became a nation in mm. 1948. And then people were like 40 years in the land. So 1988 is it. And everybody, I mean, you had people. Why get a job? Why do anything? It's we're going to, we're going to be raptured at that time. And well, that didn't work. Yeah. So then they had to write new books. And yeah. so when you meet somebody who has a date, he is a false prophet yeah. and turn him off, Run. rip up his book, burn it. And yeah, those people are dangerous. And if they're yeah. selling something to make money, I'd run too. Yeah. Now I'm not saying don't buy books. I've been buying books just yeah. in preparation of studying. Yeah. But yeah, it, it is that component um, that we just have to think through because Jesus doesn't want us to be misled yeah. by something that he is not saying. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, just uh, be careful. Don't be living fear, but be wise in who you're listening to, especially. Yeah, yeah. And then the fifth reason is just why do we study prophecy is because we want to prove that Scripture is God's Word. Yeah. I'm not, I like how you worded that. We want to prove. I'm not sure. Yeah, we, yeah, I, yeah. I think it proves itself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, Scripture yeah. proves itself. So, yeah, yeah. 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 It proves it's the word of God. I mean, yeah. it does. No other sacred scripture has predictive prophecy like the Bible. You yeah. read the Quran, you read the Vedas, you read these books. They, they don't have predictive prophecy. Yeah. The Bible, 25% predicting, and not just about Jesus. I mean, we have all these yeah. prophecies. I mean, they were predicting we lived in we lived in Lebanon. They talk mm -hmm. it talks about the destruction of Tyre. Now, Tyre at that time, it was off of site Sur and Sidon. I can't I get them backwards all the time of uh the, the Arabic names for the city. Oh, yeah. But anyways, yeah, the Sidon. modern day Tyre. Uh it, it literally, if you look at it and historically, it's been wiped off. It was off the coast. There was a causeway that led out to the to ancient Tyre, 
And it was completely, it's underwater. It's completely destroyed. The Bible, you know, just continued to prove true. Mm. It predicted the Roman Empire. Mm. And the Roman Empire came up and, you know, the iron, you know, the iron horse and or whatever they called it. But, you know. The, the Red Bull? <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, not that yeah. one. Yeah. Skip that. I, I just made that off the top of my head. Forget the word iron. But anyways. But, you know, and again, so the Bible, and, and it's going to prove true in the end. And I can't yeah. wait to do next week when we start getting into the feasts and how yeah. God's word is so exact. Oh yeah. And it's, awesome. and it's always fascinating to me when archaeology proves it. Yeah. And it's just fun because truth and time go hand in hand. Yep. And if we wait long enough and these things come to the forefront, we're going to we be, we see that. Yeah. And it, and it's cool. And the last reason and it's not the best Jesus is the best, so the first reason is the best, <laughs> but here's the second best. Yeah. Because you will be blessed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> People don't think that I'm going to be blessed studying and learning prophecy, not just studying it, doing it. Yeah. But listen to what Revelation 1 says. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy and heed the things which are written in it, for the time is near. And three times uh, at the very last chapter of the Bible, mm-hmm. Revelation 22, three times Jesus says, Behold, I am coming quickly. Behold, yeah. I am coming quickly. In fact, we talked about the one. Behold, I am coming quickly and my reward is with me to yes. render to every person according to their deeds. So there's the rewards aspect. Mm-hmm. But I love what the first time he says it. He says in Revelation 22, 7, Behold, I am coming quickly. Blessed is he who heeds the words of the prophecy of this book. Mm. You are blessed. Not if you just hear it, but if you do it, you heed it, you you put it into practice. You prepare. Your heart is ready. You're, you're understanding. You're discerning the times. Because that's Jesus's. Jesus throughout the scriptures continually says, blessed are you if you hear my words and do it. Yeah. And so there it is. You want to live a blessed life? Well, study prophecy. And we, one of the ways you can do it, we just encourage you. Join us in the coming weeks as we do a deep dive into the prophecies of God's word. Thanks for listening to The Radical Christian Life with Doug and Paula. I think it's at this time we're supposed to do some pitch like hit the subscribe button or donate. But we just want to say, do what you want. We trust way more in the sovereignty of God than in the Christian industrial marketing complex. You just keep living radical for Jesus, and so will we. And let's watch how he blesses us all. We'll see you next time.